3: Hi, everyone. This is Ashley Adams. Welcome to House of Cards. I'll be your host for this hour. We have a very interesting guy who's written a very good book. It's called Gangsters to Governors. It's the story of gambling in America, especially as it relates to statewide legalization of different forms of gambling. The name of the author is David Clary. We're going to be talking to him about how it is he wrote this book and the contents in it, as well as his predictions about what's going to happen with sports betting in the United States. Stay tuned.
0: Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards, and you know this show keeps me busy traveling around the country. Do you hear all that noise behind me? That's a casino floor in Atlantic City. Even though I'm around all this excitement, I still need a good night's sleep, and that's why I bring my pillow everywhere. Now, don't get me wrong, the hotel rooms here are very comfortable, but some of their pillows aren't the best for my back and neck. That's why my pillow is a must for me when I travel. And now there's a great new deal being offered by the folks at MyPillow. Get on over to usbets.com. That's U-S-B-E-T-S Join the best and the brightest of the eSports industry at the Luxor Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas on September 5th and 6th for the second annual Casino eSports Conference brought to you by Fox Marketing. This two-day hands-on event will provide the most direct and informative connection for gaming establishments looking to incorporate the eSports gaming world into their properties. The Casino Esports Conference will not only educate but actually facilitate your casino's move into the esports industry. Panels include experts discussing wagering, mobile, social gaming, the latest technology, and much, much more. Attendees can participate in the Esports Expo and gain tools to implement changes immediately. You can even meet with the esports tournament organizers to explore partnerships to run esports events at your casino or gaming property. Don't wait. Head on over to CasinoEsportConf.com and register today to attend this exciting and unique look at the esports industry. The second annual Casino Esports Conference, September 5th and the 6th at the Luxor Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. It's one event you can't afford to miss.
2: You're listening to House of Cards.
0: Where was the house? Where was the house of cards?
3: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to House of Cards. I'm Ashley Adams, your host, and we are here with David Clary. David has won. won. David has written a, you can see my head is in gambling. He's written a new book. It's a wonderful book. It's called Gangsters to Governors, the New Bosses of Gambling in America. I've read most of it, not all of it. But what I have read, which is the first 150 pages or so, are fascinating, well-detailed. And David is with us now. David, are you there? Yes. Good. So let me get at it. Thank you. You're welcome. I want to get at your background first and let our listeners know that you know of what you speak. So give us a thumbnail sketch of your background and how it is you came to write Gangsters to Governors.
1: Sure. And thank you so much for having me on, Ashley. Uh I I've heard, I've uh, I'm a journalist uh, in San Diego. I've been a uh newspaper editor for about 20 years and uh I also worked in Cleveland, Ohio. And I I, I just missed uh, writing. I uh, as an editor, you 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 edit, you edit other people's work and I just uh, was interested in taking on a writing project of my own. And I've always been uh, fascinated by gambling. Um I myself am a I would consider myself a light gambler. I I uh play the slot machines and I've been to Vegas a few times since I've been in California. I visited our local Indian casinos uh, on occasion. Um, but for me, it's more, I'm just interested in the drama of casinos and lotteries and um, uh, parimutuel betting. We have a beautiful racetrack here at Del Mar. Um, and I, the more I looked into uh, the history of gambling and why, uh, why it's expanded to the extent it has, it just, got me deeper and deeper and more interested in finding out more about it. So when you research gambling, you learn about people like Denny Binion, uh, Bradley Siegel, uh, people like Steve Wynn, just really fascinating characters. Um, so the more I, the more I researched it, the more, um, I, I just, I just love doing it. So it took me about six years in all, uh, including all the research time I visited, you know, UNLV's archives and, uh, consulted hundreds of books and, uh, Uh, oral histories and um, so that's how I came up with a book and
4: yeah uh,
3: I really really enjoyed I
1: really enjoyed the topic
3: I gotta say I mean a good tenth of the volume of your book are the notes in the back which show the incredible research that went into it. I mean really it it's a good maybe it's even a fifth of the book it's the last I don't know Fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty pages are the acknowledgments, the bibliography and the notes. Very impressive. Let me ask you this. Did you have a difficult time getting access to uh, any of the governors and the other uh, people that you quote? I mean, did you actually get to meet and talk to them?
1: Yeah, I did. the the one governor I was able to speak with was the uh, the former governor of Iowa, Terry Branstad. Yes, yes. and uh, he was he was very interesting because he uh, he was actually the longest serving governor in American history, and he was governor of Ohio, of Iowa uh, when they uh, first authorized the riverboat gaming. They, oh, Iowa was the first uh, state in modern American history to have uh, riverboat casinos. So I was he was actually a really interesting person to talk to because he was there when that happened and. Uh, he was pretty reluctant in the beginning, but he realized that, you know, the state had, had just approved a lottery and the people, the citizens wanted, uh, riverboat gambling. So he went along with it. Um, so he was the only governor I spoke to. I spoke to a few other people, um, who are experts in problem gambling. That's certainly a side effect of our expanded casino nation is we have uh, more cases of problem gambling. So I wanted to learn more about that, um uh, cause that's, uh, Certainly, a that uh, certainly goes along when you have more, uh, more casinos and more you know, online betting. is more prevalent now than it was, sure, you know, years ago.
3: If you have more gambling, so, uh, you're going to have more problem gambling. There's no question about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, absolutely. I was very intrigued by what looks to be the ebb and flow of legalized gambling in the United States. I mean, you did a lot of deep research. Uh, you didn't have to do primary sources because it's fairly well-covered ground, but you do point out how lotteries were used to uh, fund the United States. And I'm wondering if you see the pendulum swinging forward or backward now. Do you think there's going to be a retrenchment, or do you see further expansion?
1: I, I really see further expansion. Uh, you know, I think one, one thing to look out for, as your, your listeners probably know, there's a, a Supreme Court, it's hearing a case that could break open uh, legalized sports betting across the country right now. It's single game uh, sports betting is really only in Nevada and a couple other states. Um, uh, but the, the, they're hearing a case this term that could very well open up to any other state that chooses to have it. Um, so I, that's, um, that's a big thing to look out for. And I think that's, it's hard to predict what the court's going to do, but, um, uh, but it, it just feels like that the ground is really shifted on that issue. And even the commissioner of the NBA has said that he wants to see a, you know, legalized uh, gambling and then we have the presence of uh, daily, uh, daily sports, uh, online sports leagues. And so I, I think, I think you're going you're gonna to see a further expansion of it. I think that, you know, the states want to protect their revenue. They, they rely on this gambling revenue for their budgets and it's built into their budgets. And they Want to preserve that and expand it uh, by any means they can. So I I, I definitely see it sw- swinging uh, toward more expansion.
3: Yes, I, I think it very well may. Listeners, we're going to cut away. We'll be back after a quick break.
4: is it costing you in vet bills for that convenience of just pulling open a bag of
1: formulated
4: extruded
1: processed cereal bits
4: that cost a ton of money anyways how do you feed your dog to derive not only energy but a good coat bright eyes and a great attitude come to dinovite for help d-i-n-o-v-i-t-e dot com
0: I found
4: his raw meat diet on Dynavite.com.
1: With just the raw meat and the eggs and the Dynavite and the Super Omega on top of it.
4: Try Super Omega fish oil. Buy two, get one free. Ground beef, white rice, um, eggs, including the shells. And the dynavite supplement and then the lico chops. Try Lico
0: Chops. Buy two, get one free. It just bounces out his body and his mind and his spirit.
4: Adding dynavite to their diet has every single dog in my kennel looking better than they have ever looked. Their skin is so much better now that they're on the raw diet, I don't even give them the kibble anymore. D I N O oh. V I T E dot com.
0: This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. Now, I do some other stuff, but
2: poker, that's the thing I do best.
3: Hello, listeners. Welcome back to House of Cards. This is Ashley Adams, your host. We're talking with David Clary, who is the author of Gangsters to Governors, the New Bosses of Gambling in America, What's interesting to me about the early chapters of your book that I read carefully was that you depict the pre-legalized gambling world in the United States where there was tons of illicit gambling, whether it was numbers or whether it was the pool rooms where Uh they did uh, the racetrack uh, gambling on the wire and the like. What's interesting to me is legalization, both with OTB And with state lotteries that largely replaced the numbers, they did what they were supposed to do. Uh, And that's something I never really thought of until I read it. I mean, the promoters of OTB, off-track betting, especially in New York, said, look, we have all this illegal gambling going on. People betting illegally on horse races away from the track. The opponents of gambling said, Well, it's different betting away from the track and betting on the track. If you legalize it, it will expand it. It will be worse. There'll be more. It won't stop anything. It'll still uh, be a lot of criminals involved. But in fact, really, the legalization of OTB, at least from what I read in your book, greatly diminished the amount of illegal off-track betting that took place. It largely replaced the... Uh, bookies that hadn't they didn't replace the bookies because they still did sports betting but they replaced them as people that handled bets for horse races it did raise a ton of revenue for the states uh, and it did control it and help to some extent ensure a more honest distribution of money to the gamblers themselves and the same thing with the lottery right I mean from what I read in your book it destroyed the the whole number running industry Dwight, did I read that correctly, or do you think there are implications for sports betting? Because, you know, the people... Yeah, you go ahead.
1: Yeah, your insights are, are, are spot on. Uh, I think that's whenever you have an unregulated market like you have now with uh, sports betting, your 99% of sports betting is illegal uh, in the United States because it's only legal in Nevada, really. Three other states have it, but it's parlay systems. So it's not really tr- a traditional sports book. Um, so that's and you know, you can look you make the same parallel to online poker. Uh you know, that that was uh it, those companies were offshore companies and so it what that does is it engenders uh uh money laundering and uh fraud, uh wire fraud and bank fraud. Um uh, so I, I think we've just seen in history with gambling whenever there's a form of betting that's illegal and the government tries to crack down on it It really what it does is it just drives it underground and it creates uh, a climate for corruption and it and in the the revenue doesn't go the states get no revenue from it it only the revenue goes to the crime syndicates or the criminals that are that are backing the enterprise right um so yeah absolutely i mean i think that uh, i think these unregulated markets are uh have been a real problem in history when it comes to gambling.
3: It raises a question for me, David, that uh, I'd like to ask you. I know you're not a political scientist. You're a reporter. You report the facts that you find. But I'd like you to take the next step, perhaps. When I read about the politicians who have opposed the legalization of gambling, and when I look at what happened with the UIGEA, I often wonder if there is some connection between their opposition to gambling and those who benefit by having gambling remaining illegal, uh, the mobsters, the criminals, you know, organized crime. And I wonder if in your research you ever saw any connection that might tend to support the thesis that there is a criminal element that wants to keep gambling mm-hmm. illegal so they can keep their revenue stream coming in. Did any of your research indicate that there may be some connection?
1: Uh, that's a really in- interesting uh, point. I, I, I didn't see that, at least in the modern America. That, might, that may have been the case uh, years ago when protection money was paid to uh, local sheriffs or uh, or, or a local uh, their mayors, but um, I, th- I didn't see that in... Uh, in sort of, I would say the last 50 years, uh, I think the, I think the, the, the governors who oppose, uh, gambling, I think it's more, I think gambling still has, uh, a, a little bit of, uh, it, it's a little bit of a for, forbidden fruit, you know, a vice. Uh, I think there are still some people that can, that see it as something that's not, the government shouldn't be involved in. It's, it's like, you know, they look at like tobacco or, or, uh, Alcohol, you know, it's just it's, so that even though even though gambling is is really uh, mainstream now, and you, see, you know, we live in San Diego, there's ten casinos here, and there's well, you can buy a lottery ticket, and we it's 7 seven eleven, and the state's uh, the state pushes the lottery or runs the lottery. I still think there are still some politicians that are that just are uncomfortable with government being involved in something that they see as a vice.
4: Right,
3: but it's um, so yes. I think that's, that. Yes, unfortunately, I was hoping that you were going to say, oh, absolutely. It's a known fact now that the mob <laughs> is behind the uh, – it, it's awfully tough for me, though, to justify – and now I'm, I'm venturing into just uh, political opinion. But it seems awfully mm-hmm. hard to justify keeping sports betting illegal when there is so much betting all over the place. Uh, the revenue mm-hmm. from sports betting is going to uh, the underworld. And the genie is out of the bottle. So who are we? fooling? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, who are we fooling now? People can go online and bet as much as they want on sporting events. Why not have betting parlors like they have in England and other parts of the world? I guess that's yeah. Right. And that's one. And that's, go
4: ahead.
1: That, yeah, that's a good point, and that's that's sort of larger point I make in the book. And what i what I'm trying to do with the book is to look at all the major forms of gambling. And then connect them to tell a larger story of gambling's legalization in America. You know, so you start off with the, the paramutual betting at racetracks in the 1930s. That's really the first time that you had government benefiting directly from, uh, from a gambling enterprise. You know, there was a the great depression and then they had revenue and so they decided to do that. And then you can really draw a line from there to legalization of lotteries and then the expansion of casino gambling, riverboat, Gambling in the in the Midwest, you know, you have. Uh, uh, so I, I think it's very hard to say. You know, one form of gambling is is okay, and another form isn't. And once you've legalized, you know, there are some states that have casinos and they have lotteries, uh, a lottery, or Powerball, uh, race tracks, dog racing. It just becomes very hard to say. Okay, well, we we legalize all these forms of betting, but this one we can't do. Right. It, it just it, it really it really undercuts their argument. So I I agree. I think it's the genie is out of the model in that case.
3: Listeners, we're going to cut away. We'll be back after a quick break.
4: Just enter this very exclusive code, babe 16 at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD, plus free shipping always sent in discreet packaging so go to adamandeve.com now get 50 percent off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code babe 16 again that's babe 16 because without it no free stuff that's babe 16 at adamandeve.com
2: need to sell your house fast we're Homevestors, the we buy ugly houses people You've seen our big yellow billboards with our caveman, Ugg. But did you know that Homevestors is America's number one home buyer? At Homevestors, we can buy your house as is, pay you cash, and usually pay most of the closing costs. And we close fast. Call today for your no-obligation consultation and get out of that ugly real estate situation. So, what are you waiting for? Call Homevestors today,
0: 866 I Want UG. 866 I Want UG. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards, and I just want to take a moment to talk about our friends at PenBets.com. You know, Pennsylvania recently legalized online gambling, so it won't be long before the first online gambling sites start launching across the Keystone State. So, if you want to be a player in Pennsylvania, you need a place to go to stay on top of the latest developments. And that's why you need to check out PenBets.com. PennBets.com is led by industry experts and provides the most in-depth coverage of this new and exciting online gambling market. News, reviews, the latest slots, table games, poker. At PennBets.com, you'll have everything you need to navigate the Pennsylvania online gambling scene at your fingertips. Where can you play? What's the latest game being offered? Which casino is running which site? You'll find these answers and much, much more at PennBets.com. Pennsylvania is a new market for online gambling and things happen fast. So you need a resource that's reliable, insightful, and most of all, trustworthy. And that's PenBets.com. That's P E N N B E T S.com. Stay ahead of the game with PenBets.com. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards, and you know this show keeps me busy traveling around the country. you hear all that noise behind me? That's a casino floor in Atlantic City. Even though I'm around all this excitement, I still need a good night's sleep, and that's why I bring my pillow everywhere. Now don't get me wrong, the hotel rooms here are very comfortable, but some of their pillows aren't the best for my back and neck. That's why my pillow is a must for me when I travel. And now there's a great new deal being offered by the folks at My Pillow for a limited time House of Cards listeners can receive a very special offer. Many athletes dream of becoming a professional football player. For those young men that do get drafted into the NFL or affiliated leagues, life changes forever for them and their families. Repeated head trauma during their professional football career causes many retired NFL players to experience long-term neurological issues such as ALS, Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's, and dementia. Our attorneys at D. Miller & Associates are ready to help you immediately. Contact us today at 1-855-PRO-LAWYERS for your confidential discussion. Again, that's
4: 1-855-776-5299. Dynavite is the best thing that's ever happened to my dogs, you know, besides me, of course. <laughs> Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite for your dog this week. We'll send you a big tube of Doggo Suds free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo sud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Doggo Suds. Free this week at Dynavite.com. Dynavite is nutrition. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Oh.
0: Hey, this is Dave Weishuttle from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of August 6, 2018. Atlantic City has two new sports books. Last week, the sports book at Bally's Wild West Casino on the Boardwalk opened on Monday, and Howard's Resort at the Marina opened theirs on Wednesday. This brings the total number of sports books in Atlantic City to four, with Borgata and Ocean Resort sports books opening earlier in the summer. It looks like a Pennsylvania casino has taken the first steps to provide sports betting in the Keystone State. Parks Casino has announced a deal with GAN to provide the casino with both an online sports wagering platform and a land-based sports book. Parks has been the best revenue-producing casino in the state, and this marked the first deal by a Pennsylvania casino regarding sports betting. And finally, it looks like the Kardashians are making news in the poker scene. The Kardashians hosted the If Only Poker Charity Tournament to benefit the City of Hope charity in Los Angeles. In an Instagram post, Kim Kardashian West seemed to be betting with Bitcoin chips and announced, we moved on to Bitcoin. Congratulations, poker. It looks like you have a new spokesperson. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. You're listening to the House of Cards.
3: Okay, let's play some damn cards. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to House of Cards. This is Ashley Adams, your host, We're talking with David Clary, who is the author of Gangsters to Governors, the New Bosses of Gambling in America. I know that you have admiration for the former Iowa governor that you mentioned and how they did it uh, in Iowa. Can you maybe pull from the book and give us an example of uh, the other side of the coin about how gambling and the connection of governors to gambling and state authorized gambling can work very badly?
1: Yeah, I think the, the one governor that uh, who's I think has really stumbled is um, Governor Chris Christie in New Jersey. Uh, he, he came into office, I think, in 2009, and he he was on uh, a mission to make to make Atlantic City great again. Uh, and he uh, <laughs> and he, uh, Atlantic City, as your listeners might know, it, it's been in a period of decline. Uh, Pennsylvania a neighboring state has legalized casinos. There's a casinos in Philadelphia and, and casinos in suburban Philadelphia. And that's, that, that is really undercut uh, severely Atlantic city. Uh, and so when Christie took office, you know, they took the, the governors, uh, the state took over the, the PR agency that, uh, that ran Atlantic city. You know, they gave money, uh funds to, uh, help build a hotel called Revell, which, uh, was, was open for a very short time and is, is closed. Uh, and, uh, it, it just, it really does feel like putting a lot, he's put a lot of effort into trying to revive something that can't be revived. And a lot of, a lot of the state's prestige and a lot of state, uh, f- focus on something that is, uh, is not. Uh, it, it's just never going to be what it was. I mean, Atlantic City was was hot in the 1980s because it was the only place in, in the East Coast where you could bet in a casino legally. Uh, but now there's just there's so many other alternatives that there's no reason to go to Atlantic City to to play a play a, in a casino. So I, I think he's one he's one governor. I think he's he's just not not handled uh, handled it very well.
3: Did you try to set up a meeting with him?
1: I did, I, I tried, to, uh, very persistently to, uh, to, uh, to get an interview with him and, uh, he, he, uh, his people just, uh, didn't, didn't reply and I had a feeling he didn't reply because he, he, I think he knew, he probably knew what the question was going to be like and he didn't want to, uh, he didn't want to, uh, respond. But, but uh, one great thing about, uh, you know, the internet world is you can see, you can watch these, politician speeches from five years ago and see what they said then and that's actually more revealing than trying to you know hearing the spin of okay well i, I didn't really mean to do it this way and it didn't turn out the way i wanted and so and so was in my way so uh so you can you can, it's actually better in some cases like this to look back and what did they say when Revell was going open and what you know all those claims about how it would be the greatest hotel and it'd be it would they would revive atlantic city and it would be uh It'd be wonderful, and so you, so in a way, it's better just to use their use their own words and let that speak for themselves.
3: I know. I I went down and visited it uh, four days before they closed, and it oh, was. Oh really? Yes, I was there to play poker. The poker room had closed uh, much before wow. my visit. I, I did not know that, but I found it out when I got there, and it was one of the saddest uh, experiences I had had. In the gambling world, because the location is outstandingly beautiful, it overlooks the Atlantic Ocean. The building itself from the outside is is maget- I mean dark black uh, glass, uh, huge windows, huge lobby, uh, is, uh, the escalators going up uh, dramatically. one of the most incredible buildings I've seen in the gambling world, and there are lots of incredible buildings. And yet, it was ghastly empty. Uh, you d- oh yeah. It, w- yeah, it was nothing going on. There were there were staff. I imagine they had been contracted. There were staff everywhere. Uh, there were some guests of the hotel that were checking out or checking in, but in the casino area, there was nothing. It was dark. It was. Just horrible, and I knew that it was the most expensive. I think when it was built, it was the most expensive uh, construction in the history of gambling. Billion, a one or two billion dollars uh, it cost to. Yeah, I think that. it was
1: uh, two, two point four billion dollars.
3: Yeah, yeah. And here it and, was uh, virtually yeah. empty and closing. And I don't know what's become of it. I they are they going to turn it into a Seven Eleven or something? Uh, a condo,
1: maybe. <laughs>
3: uh, I don't know.
1: But, yeah. Yeah, the amazing. There was 2.4 billion dollars, uh, and it opened in 2012, and then it closed uh, a couple years later, and it was sold to a. Uh uh, a property investor for 82 million dollars so you, so just think about <laughs> a project that cost 2.4 billion was sold for 82 million that's that's not, that's not a real good uh, investment
3: not a, not a good return on your investment yeah. um
1: and, but and the, the state was instrumental in building it it wouldn't have been built without the state and they, they provided a uh, a big package of tax credits that got the cranes going and got it constructed so that... That's and that's an example of just a really bad bet, and uh, that's right. And, and then a, a bunch of casinos closed in Atlantic City, and that uh, along with Revel that year, um, it was the, the market is just oversaturated. There just were too many casinos for the numbers for, for the demand.
3: Right, and, and not just Atlantic City. You have Delaware. You have all the rooms in Pennsylvania exactly. now that are you know clearly going to be more convenient for those, especially slot players. I mean, I suppose if you're looking for a weekend away. Uh, there's an appeal to going to Atlantic City, but if you're just looking for your daily slot action, why travel down there when you can stop at parks or go to, you know, Harrah's in uh, in Chester or whatever? There are tons, you know, uh, Delaware Park, uh, et cetera. So anyway, I guess
1: yeah, Delaware is Delaware isn't very aggressive with uh, with, with uh, gambling,
3: right? And you know, New York State is coming online. There are new, new casinos in New York State. Uh, Connecticut's expanding. Rhode Island has Twin River. Massachusetts is coming online in the west and in the east. It's it's going to be a very very competitive world. It already is. So I guess my question for you is, what do you think's going to happen with this Supreme Court decision? And is it along ideological lines, or does it really split uh, based on individual preferences?
1: Yeah, it's uh, you know I I, I kind of consider gambling almost a bipartisan issue. It's one of our, maybe our last one of our last bipartisan issues because you look at I mean look at Chris Christie's a Republican and he's a very aggressive at, at expanding gambling and Andrew Cuomo is a Democrat. He's very aggressive at expanding casino betting. Yes. Um. So I I don't know. I don't really see it as uh as a you know a ideological or or political. Decision. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's just always hard to guess what the court's going to do. uh, uh but I, I do, I could see the court saying, you know, well, there's a, you know, they, they, look at New Jersey. They've got all these forms of betting already. Uh, New Jersey is the state that's bringing the case that's, that sued the uh, leagues and the Justice Department. So, so the, the case began with New Jersey. So I could see the justice just saying, well, it's, you know, they, they already offer gambling and all these, They've offered it for years and it's, there's a state lottery. So you know, again, why, why would, why is it, why, why is it wrong for them to offer a sports book or offer a single game betting? Um, so I, 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 could see them, if I had a, if I had a bet, I'd say they probably will say it's, it's let allow the state to decide, uh, whether to offer, uh, uh sports betting. I think I, that's, that'd be my, my bet is that they would just say that gambling is so prevalent. Uh, in, in our country, certainly since 1992 when that law was passed, it's, it's, it's been a, I mean, it's a, been a revolution in gambling. So I, I, I could see, uh, I could see the court letting that go, letting, letting states enter it. And I think there's already a bunch of, there's already a dozen or so states that are, they are, they're ready with legislation. So once, uh, if a decision comes down that, uh, supports the state's rights to, uh, Offer it; they're, they're ready to go and they're ready to pass that. So you'll see it, you'll see it happen very quickly if,
3: absolutely. Uh, if the case comes
1: down the way that
3: that would be I think huge. That would be enormous. I mean, that would absolutely change the landscape because people now billions and billions of dollars are spent in sports betting, but they're all spent with offshore uh online or illegal sites and that will all flow i would think to the most convenient source which would be the nearby casino or maybe not even a casino maybe you'll have what they have in england which Mm -hmm. are just betting parlors uh where you can go down and place you know a hundred bucks on the giants to win a hundred bucks on the raiders whatever uh it will change it completely and i you know i frankly think that would be a positive thing but we'll have to see uh, before we go I want to make sure you mm-hmm. give your website so that people that want to purchase "Gangsters to Governors" can do so.
1: Oh, great! Yeah, it's uh, if you want to check out more about the book, I've got an excerpts uh, and a little overview and a little bit more about me. It's uh, www.davidclaryauthor.com, and the book is uh, officially going to be published on October 30th, but it's available on you know all the Typical online sources, Amazon is being published by Rutgers University Press, so it's available there at and it'll be in some bookstores as well.
3: That's great. How did you get Rutgers to do this? Did you already have a relationship with them?
1: No, it was uh, I, uh, my literary agent uh, shopped around the book and sent it to a bunch of uh, publishers, uh, commercial presses and uh, academic presses, and uh, Rutgers... Uh, was the most interested in it and they uh they they were they were excited about the book from the from the get-go and uh so they i think it just fits in with you know they're from new jersey and new jersey is uh, you know a very important state in gambling history and gambling uh present day as well and i think they had some titles that that have looked at uh you know gangsters and organized crime so it just seemed to Terrific. I'm really happy with how it turned out.
3: Well, David, I wish you uh, bestseller status and uh, sequels up the yin-yang. It's been very pleasant talking to you. Gangsters to governors, the new bosses of gambling in America. I appreciate you sharing your time with us, David.
1: Oh, Thank you so much, Ashley.
3: Okay, take care. All right, thank you. That was David Clary, Gangsters to Governors, the new bosses of gambling in America. We're going to take a quick break, so stay tuned.
0: Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. You've been hearing me talk about MyPillow and the benefits of using it to get a good night's sleep, alleviate your sore neck and back, and the special deal you can get for MyPillow through the show. Well, not only can you pick up the special deal for four MyPillows when you use promo code CARDS, but now you can get $100 off your purchase of the MyPillow Mattress. Yeah, that's right, the MyPillow Mattress. The MyPillow Mattress comes with a 10-year warranty and a 120-day money-back guarantee. The My Pillow mattress is made up of three unique layers providing you the comfort and support to fall asleep and stay asleep all night. It even has the luxurious dream soft cover which is stain resistant and stays cool all night. Just head on over to MyPillow.com, click on the MyPillow mattress link, and enter promo code CARDS at checkout to get $100 off your order. Or call 1-800-319-7913 to order by phone. That's MyPillow.com or call 1-800-319-7913 and use promo code CARDS. Better sleep starts with MyPillow. New Jersey's online gambling market is loaded with so many different sites and all kinds of promotions, it's enough to make your head spin like the reels on an old-time Atlantic City slot machine. So how do you make sense of all that information floating out there in cyberspace? Well, you don't have to. That's because the folks at NJOnlineGambling.com have done all of that for you. NJOnlineGambling.com is your complete resource for all the online sites in New Jersey. Which games have the biggest jackpots? NjonlineGambling.com has the answer. Which sites use PayPal for deposits? NjonlineGambling.com has the answer. NjonlineGambling.com is the most trusted guide to the New Jersey online gambling market. Industry news, site reviews, the latest slots, table games, poker, they got it all in one spot. It's the ultimate resource for online players in New Jersey. They even got the best sign-up offers, better than some of the ones being offered by the online casinos themselves. Look, they say bet with your head. So why not do the same before you bet? And check out NJOnlineGambling.com, the most trusted resource around for New Jersey's online gambling market. Join the best and the brightest of the esports industry at the Luxor Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas on September 5th and 6th for the second annual Casino Esports Conference brought to you by Fox Marketing. This two-day hands-on event will provide the most direct and informative connection for gaming establishments looking to incorporate the esports gaming world into their properties. The Casino Esports Conference will not only educate but actually facilitate your casino's move into the esports industry. Panels include experts discussing wagering, mobile social gaming, the latest technology, and much, much more. Attendees can participate in the Esports Expo and gain tools to implement changes immediately. You can even meet with the eSports tournament organizers to explore partnerships to run eSports events at your casino or gaming property. Don't wait. Head on over to CasinoEsportConf.com and register today to attend this exciting and unique look at the eSports industry. The second annual Casino eSports Conference, September 5th and the 6th at the Luxor Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. It's one event you can't afford to miss. You're listening to the House of Cards. Brunson, Gus Hanson, Sidell. ain't nothing special.
1: I watch them on TV back in my house, and it's just so freaking obvious to me that they're bluffing. I know, man. I can always tell what they've got. Oh, sure. It's obvious when ESPN is showing you their whole cards. There's no whole card cam here. You want to know what I'm holding, you're going to have to read my face.
3: It's Ashley Adams. Welcome back to House of Cards, my favorite segment, Mailbag. And I wanted to take a minute to talk about MyPillow. I'm sure you've seen or heard the commercials about this hugely successful product made in the USA. And now MyPillow is offering a four-for-one deal. You can get two MyPillow premiums and two go-anywhere travel pillows, all for the price of one MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-319-7913. Click on or mention Radio Listener Special and use promo code CARDS, C-A-R-D-S, at checkout. MyPillow comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee, a 10-year warranty, and you can even wash and dry it. MyPillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation. That's the Radio Listener Special at MyPillow.com or call 800-319-7913 and use promo code cards you got some questions for us dave i certainly do i have one from mark from denver colorado which
0: apparently we're on on broadcast radio out there nice so, to hey, know so what is mark denver, ask? colorado well i just want to remind everyone if you have a question for our mailbag you can email the show at info at house of com, tweet us at hoc radio post a question on our facebook page or leave a message or text on the house of cards hotline 609-474-HOCR. That number is, before Ashley asked me again, 609-474-4627. And if we use one her- more time, Dave. One more, time. One All more right, time, just for Ashley. 609-474-4627. Great. And if we use your question on the air, you'll receive a Borgata dot com baseball hat. BorgataCasino.com and BorgataPoker.com.
3: Game online anywhere, at any time in New Jersey. And gosh, those hats are nice. I wear mine all the time. Oh, I love it, man. They come in different sizes. It's not adjustable, but it's actually like a—it's that flex thing. It's a flex thing. It's very nice.
0: Mark writes, with the NFL's Oakland Raiders possibly moving to Las Vegas and with the NHL granting a Vegas hockey team, does this mean the professional leagues are softening their approach to sports betting? I know New Jersey is close to allowing sports betting in their state. Could this prompt the federal government to allow it nationwide? Also, how will this affect the future of daily fantasy
3: sports? Well, there's a lot. I have no idea. I guess they're
0: drooling over
3: if it's indicative endeavor. I mean, I think the spirit of his question is an optimistic one. That yeah. he's really opining that he sees this as a possible opening for legalized sports betting nationwide. I I wouldn't go that far. I mean, it looks to me like a good, small, tiny little step. I, I think it's a glimmer of hope. I think, glimmer uh, of hope. Sure.
0: Sure, glimmer. <laughs> I think the uh, NBA per, uh, commissioner said, uh, "Silver said, you know, hey, gambling's a part of the culture with sports, and we might have to address it, and we have to, you know, maybe incorporate it or somehow do something." I think the problem is a lot of people don't know there's a federal legislation, by the PAPSPA, which is the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act, which says. I guess sports betting is dangerous except in four states, which is Oregon, <laughs> Iowa, Nevada, and Delaware, Delaware. which is a right. strange four states to, to I didn't even know there was gambling in Iowa.
3: Well, there's definitely gambling. Yeah, there's gambling in Iowa. in Iowa, but sports betting in Iowa, but it's uh Well, there's sports betting in every state, but in all but four it's completely illegal. Yep. And in only one is it what we would consider real sports betting. It's only in Nevada where they have real sports betting. In yep. the other three states, they have these kind of esoteric parlay cards you can have yeah apparently
0: no- like in delaware you can't bet on a game but you right. can bet on a whole mess of games and see right. how you do
3: with the it strikes me as silly the all of our gambling laws are to me uh tortured we should just allow it uh crack down on the bad operators regulate it tax it um allow for small betting parlors like they have in england um and I don't know if this is a good – it always struck me as absurd that you can't have a sports team in Nevada because there's legalized gambling in Nevada, but you can bet sports oh, anywhere. What's the difference where the team physically is? Well, there's, I mean, a people watch team television. there's a college team in There's a university in Of course, UNLV, yeah. right, which has been involved in all sorts you know, of gambling scandals. I'm going to give
0: Mark another uh, glimmer of hope. He mentioned New Jersey in here, and it's being decided right now in a federal judge panel. One of the judges that will decide in New Jersey is Marianne Trump-Berry, Barry, who is the sister of Donald Trump, who's good friends with the governor, Christie of New Jersey. So huh. I don't—there's <laughs> another
3: strange glimmer of hope <laughs> for Marky. Right.
0: I guess, apparently he has to grab onto anything, so—
3: I'm in favor of glimmers of hope, but to be honest, uh, that's about all it would be. It's not a sign of anything definitely to come. What do we have? Anything else? No, that's about it. it. That's it? You only prepared one question? That's all we have. (laughs) All right. Well, listeners, uh, we'll have to continue a discussion next time on House of Cards. Until then, uh, good luck and good day.